welcome to Burning Bridges with Bridgeburner, a podcast about level design. Um, today we're going to cover off a um, slightly more esoteric uh, topic, uh, creativity and um, inspiration and uh, you know things like uh, Mappers Block that seems to plague uh, a lot of people. And um, as I guess today we've got a uh, Simple Tony. Hello. Um, someone here who has a lot to say about creativity, um, you know. A lot of, we have a lot of good discussions. I see you talking to other people like Reflex and, and, and whatnot. And you know, you, it's, um, you've got a, a lot of thoughts about this this topic. So you seem like a, a, always a, natural, a natural pick for this one. Um, so um, I think like, you know, uh, everyone who's been out there trying to make something, um, they, they start with that blank slate. Um, be it an editor mm. or a notepad or something. You start with nothing. And, and, and then you're like, I want to make a thing. Um, you know, how would you start that process off? Well, there's a variety of ways to go about it, um, as there are with pretty much anything. Um, the one that I would say, there's definitely a few. Um, so first of all, what I like to do is I either sift through inspirational pictures like pinterest and whatnot i'm a big proponent of pinterest you, um, you are a slut for pinterest i have had my nights where i post what 30 50 100 <laughs> pinterest like just vomit all over <laughs> yeah. the channel yes um so there is that um that does feed into a bit of some stuff we'll probably say tonight um so that method may not work for our for most um it's definitely a starting point um for myself, I would say that uh, it helps and doesn't help because um, it can lead you to becoming a little bit more uh, distracted, I guess, because you're trying to reach for these giant ideas. Like if you're looking at environmental art, mm, uh, it's sort good. of maybe not be the best place to start for some people. Because like my, my um, first kind of like instinctive reaction, and I'm, I'm very picture folk, you know, inspired as well, like images, mm -hmm. you know, they, set, they set the cogs wearing for me uh, all the time. But there's a point where it becomes an overload of information or an overload of ideas. Mm. Like you start like all these all this cool stuff, and there's no way you can make all that. Like you know, uh, I'm sure you're you know you're the same. I've got hundreds of things, photos and images and stuff yeah. in my inspiration folders. Most of which will never see, never get made. Um, Thousands. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's important. Like you go through that. So we like if this 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 is your inspiration source. We we talk like probably something pretty big that you're trying to make. Um, more than just a, a little map. Um, this is kind of like to me. It's, this is this is the kind of process I'd go through if you were trying to create a, a, something pretty pretty massive in scope, um, be it a single but very large map um, or a multi watt project uh, or multi map yeah project kind of thing. Um, but I, I do think it's important to be able to pass down your ideas to something manageable. Mm. Yeah. Um I think the more you can focus on something specific, sorry, I'm just taking my tea bags out here real quick. Um, the more you can focus on something specific, I think the better off you are. And I've had that conversation and I don't know how many times with tons of people. Um, that specificity can kind of be the death of a lot of uh, progress because you kind of lend yourself to hyper-focusing on mm. one thing, a certain set of things, something that might not even be related to the way the, the map is supposed to, you know, like you might be like, just absolutely suffering over like a hallway for mm. like an un inordinate amount of time. 
Yeah, um, so it can go both. Like you can either go too much inspiration, or, or like, or too broad, or too too narrow. Um, and I think you know, for yeah. people, it's it varies from person to person, project to project. Uh, it will change um, uh, every time. I think, um, yeah, but finding that sweet spot for getting a good flood of ideas and getting all kind of excited, but then. Mm having some spot focus like i want to make a health theme or something in the style of this game right. or or you know this this particular photo of this mm. building well let's explore that building a bit more um and, mm. and pick parts of that out um because like um the way that i get around stuff like because i do I, you know uh, anyway see my work i like i like the big stuff um and uh there's always a lot of ambition there i'll i'll have a i'll i'll start with a a plan. I do a lot of sketching these days. Not not full layouts. I don't I don't don't sketch everything out and like player goes to here and there's a key and then a door. Mm. Like I, I do that sometimes, but but that's actually pretty rare. It's more mm. or like a bridge or, or like a big kind of cavernous map or or um, uh, something that's um, a bridge over a canyon. Like there's there's usually some sort of kind of like broad, fairly simple, mm. but but like a something a, 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 a seed. But then. Then what I'll do is I'll find something small to build first. A pillar or a window or a set of stairs. Something that mm. I can... So that, that so you go from that big broad stuff to something specific and the focus gets narrower. And that for me, that does a couple of things. One, it lets me just get started. It's pretty easy to start making a pillar. Draw a circle. Mm. Draw some more circles around it. <laughs> You've got a pillar. Um, and I just start making it look good, start picking textures... Um, and, and thinking about those kinds of things, like what how you know what kind of um, you know visual motifs do I want to go through, and one that's yeah it's an easy thing to start with, but also gives like my subconscious brain a bit of time to start working through how we're going to integrate some of the bigger ideas into things, and it just gets gets the ball rolling, um, mm. you know, and um, <laughs> you were mentioning it, it might come up a conversation, but that that you know, your that map you were talking about, you started with a shape, mm. you know. Yes, um, I do a, think a, a, I do think that's a. I That's a that, very good segue. Um, that is an example of working. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, we're talking about things to do uh, when you have a blank slate. Um, see if I can get this going. Uh, I actually have a very concrete example of that working. Um, as some know, I don't actually know how many people know, but I was involved in Jark's Modest Mapping 2. And this is uh, showing up okay? Yep. Yep. All good. Cool. And um, for that map, I was actually experiencing a lot of mappers block before I started on that one. And um, that was actually something that went through tons of iteration, um, not even necessarily with what I wound up with, but I just ran through different, like whole entire different maps, uh, trying all sorts of different things. But just kind of probably to illustrate much to my chagrin, like how easily it can like start how easy a map can be to start um with this map uh, in particular like you see this thing i'm zooming in on here this this square piece this beveled square piece this was actually a thought that came to me uh and part of the potty part in the potty talk but while i was taking a dump i had this thought <laughs> um i was like i want a square I want it to have pillars on the sides and I want it to have just this beveled sort of modular sort of look to it. Um, and so that's, that's what began this, this, this little square here. Um, obviously there's details that were added later, but this big, this big square, uh, I just decided, you know, this sort of, uh, 
you know, octagon shape was better than a square. Always, uh, always be particularly ABB. Always be bevelin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> love to the bevel because this yeah. entire map is just all bevel. Like everything's bevels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another thing is that I decided I wanted the beveled look. So that helped me narrow my uh, design focus even more. Mm-hmm. So I just worked my way out from this basic shape, and that's all it can take sometimes is just a basic shape. Uh, you know, just multiplied the length by two for this one here. And then I decided I wanted to be somewhat symmetrical. And I was like, oh, well, what if it was a triangle? And then we had triangles. Mm. And then we built out from the triangles. And then it just sort of got this uh, sort of look to it. And the the beginning was all flat. And then I added height variance. I was like, oh, what, what if this went up? Mm. And then on the other side, we had it go, you know, go up again. So there's three different height levels. Um, and just for this map, that sort of process just happened to work. Mm. And... Um, that's how easily it can be uh, to start a map. Yeah, like you know, uh, you're starting with that shape, and then it's something you can just iterate out as an idea. Um, yeah, and um, uh, you know, you can you can do a lot with a with a shape. And um, I, I, mm. I like the idea of, of starting with yeah, you know, like I said before, like a pillar as a shape, you know, a window shape, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, you know, it's, it's it's I think of it as like dropping a rock in a pond, and, and the ripples are what you build off. Like you drop that. That's that's the seed that starts, and um, or one might drop a turd in the toilet and watch the ripples as they uh, decide to uh, <laughs> make their map. <laughs> indeed, indeed, to carry a, to continue with a an, a specific uh, analogy. Um, water is water. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, ripples, ripples everywhere. Um, but um, I think like um, Dave's had enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I've always found the starting of a map the hardest part. Um, it's, mm. it's, there's not much to get excited about visually. Um, and uh, again, that's another reason to start with that, that kind of small idea because um, it's an easy one to, to conceptualize. Mm. Um, but I'm um, just uh, uh, skipping back a little bit back to, to sources of inspiration because I think this is... Uh, this is definitely something that I'm, I get asked a lot. It's like, where do you get, get your ideas from? And, you know, you mentioned Pinterest and, you know, photo sources. And that is good, mm. but that is that is also a bit, a bit vague. So one mm-hmm. thing um, I, I do a lot of is I do look at the world through a very different set of eyes uh, than I did a few years ago mm-hmm. in terms of everything can give you an idea. Um, and, you know, uh, f- the motorway that I drove through on the way to work every day it became a big source of inspiration for a particular map. Um, you know, a, a single single photo of a pillar or a game that you play. And, uh, um, you know, do you, do you see, because I know you go on your big binges, but do you do you think like that when you're just moving through your, the, the world? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned that because that is something I have noticed in myself that I do less of, hmm. but I definitely have done it. Um, where where I would find, I would just be, I don't know, on a walk. There was a time, I think maybe three months ago, something like that, where my mom, my sister, and I, uh, we went out walking, and there was this big concrete, um, I guess it was like sort of like a sewer structure, uh, mm. like part of a dam, I think. And like, a, like a culvert kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know what they call it. It was, it was sort of like a cistern, and it, like, all the water was going down in the bottom and I guess it had something to do with the way the water was flowing or something like that. 
But I just loved the way it looked because the whole brutal, like it looked like Soviet, mm. not Soviet because we're in America, but like Cold War era, like concrete, uh, just this big, chunky piece mm. of architecture. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. That that would give me a doom idea. Mm. So I definitely have done that before. Um, I think lately I've been getting a little bit too abstract maybe with my ideas because I don't. I have noticed that in myself where I don't exactly look at the world so much and say like, hey, I could make that. Mm. And I've been I've been focusing it a bit more on the environmental art and the stuff that's a little bit less grounded in reality. So that is an interesting point to bring up. Yeah, because um, uh, like I, I I'm quite because I I do map in a very abstract like my my designs are immensely abstract. There's just mm. no semblance of trying to make it look like a real world anything a useful space that some entity could do some sort of work in. Like it just doesn't register with me mm. but uh, and i think it's because of my, my background in construction um i i try and i i get very inspired by real world shapes and i like to build things that look structurally sound and mm. look like they have been built um uh, which I, I, I very much have been enjoying that with the, the brutalism stuff that i've been working on uh the last year or so um because you like you say you see a lot of concrete everywhere and it's an easy one uh mm. to to get inspired by it'll be interesting to see if i when i move to like a different theme you know, something more gothic, like well, there's less overt gothic inspiration on my day-to-day, uh, you know, life. Um, I might have and, to dig a bit deeper into, you know, the internet to, to find such things. Yeah, and that is interesting because you do make abstract environments and yet you do have a map in your repertoire that was inspired by a real-world location and not necessarily uh, even aesthetically uh, as far as, like, what it looked like, but you have the floor plan of something that you've built in a map. Yeah, um, I have. Um, and so it's sort of like a melding of those two things where you might not necessarily be taking like, oh, I see concrete over there. I want to make a brutalism map. But mm-hmm. you're taking the layout of the thing and putting it into your own little abstract, like sort of hell imagining of that thing. Mm, and that that so was at the time, that was the like, still the, the best thing I'd made, I reckon. It never got released. Yeah. It, will, it will reappear in, in some form or another. But that is, that is a good example of like you're taking that specificity, that real world kind of design and then turning it into something visually abstract um mm. and yeah for the record it was a retirement village um amenities block that we that i built uh, when i was an apprentice and um it, yeah it was, it was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna turn this into i thought because i did feel like the layout in the that that i was building you know, layout it was building it, it had like lots of interesting rooms and it, it wasn't it wasn't like apartments or anything where it's just lots of repeating stuff that's boring it was it was an amenities box had a, a big restaurant open area um with a huge frog's mouth window um, and then uh, there's like a library and a pool room, and and then underneath it had like you know utility rooms for, for you know um, workmen to, to and lots of interesting shapes. And it's just like walking around, you know, mm. as I built it and got very intimately familiar with it, as you do when you make something and spend the year there. It was like, oh, this this week I can see running around here shooting stuff, you know. <laughs> um, mm. Probably not the best thing to think about uh, in a retirement village, but um, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good example of um, taking something. <laughs> Um, very real world space based, but turning it into uh, into something yeah. abstract. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, and I, the other thing that I've done uh, more of uh, uh, as I've gone through this this journey is um, when I play games. Um, and it's not just a case of mm. like, oh, here's a pretty thing I want to make that, which there is a lot of, but you know the way things are intertwined and, and layout design and mm. um do, do, do you find yourself thinking about uh 
like just when you play for fun does that do those thoughts creep into your head very often absolutely um it's actually i wouldn't say it's frustrating because it's not it's enjoyable i really enjoy playing games and i really enjoy playing games that work well and are built well um but yes that is something i think about all the time especially when i'm playing games like doom eternal Mm. that are still in the doom sphere but it doesn't even have to be a doom game like it could be like i've gotten super into valorant lately Mm, mm, and that actually in an interesting way has made me think about how doom levels um would be structured if you built them more in like a multiplayer map sort of way where you have sight lines and you have this and that mm, and each kind of corner gives you an advantage or a disadvantage so like your inspirations don't even necessarily have to be from a single player doom game but they can be and Doom Eternal or Doom 2016 in particular is an interesting example because uh, a lot of people have said, I think even Junction might have said this when you had him on, that those maps are built like multiplayer maps. Yes, the arenas, and and particularly in Doom Eternal, they feel like deathmatch arenas. Yeah, Um, and that's, yeah, it's great. And it it works really, really well, and it's it's crept into my designs uh, of late because it's like, "These these these are fun. And I think a lot of it's that verticality split. You got lots of height variants and jump pads, and there's you know, often three tiers of of kind of combat space, and where the enemies are will dictate which one's an advantageous place to be, and it will of course change as things pressure you. And it, you know, it's very similar to to playing um, you know deathmatch free for all, um, and mm. you know that helps with Doom Eternal's case because uh, the enemies are so aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. You know they move they move more like a player in terms of hunting you down. Um, you know no place stays safe for very long. For sure. I would, yeah, overall, I would say it's, having mapped, I would say it's kind of hard to turn that part off. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sort of passively creeps in while you're playing something. Just like, well, I wonder how they did that, or like, I wonder, I wonder, like, what they were thinking when they did this, because that just plays so well, and that flows really well, and I wonder, you know, like, what were the processes, like, what, did they block it out first, and did this go through any iterations that's oh wow look at that loop that they Mm. did and wow i love the way they put these secrets over here and this and that um so yeah i I think that's something that's pretty tough to turn off when you're playing other games i think it's a good thing like i I don't feel like it like because you you probably there's probably a risk that you get overly overly analytical and stop just enjoying Mm. the experience but i i don't think i've found that like you know i can still play a game and have a lot of fun and then after a fight or a sequence you're like why did i enjoy that Oh, mm, that's mm, cool. Yes, go, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Particularly like if you play a game again and you can go through it like, yeah, like when you watch a movie, the first time you watch it, you're just there for the ride. You, you're just trying to pick up the plot. And then the second time you start microanalyzing bits and pieces and, and picking out small details, I think, you know, if you, want, if you really want to like pick ideas out of a specific game, playing it that second time um, allows you to mm. be a bit more um, micro-focused. Um, so, yeah, um, that's actually... Well, yeah, that's um, that's actually something that I uh, kind of like almost. uh, So, like, I I think about that the first time I'm playing a game. I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to sit back and think about all the things that worked when I played through that arena. Mm. It's always like the second time. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I that's how much it it creeps in uh, while you're playing. It's like not to say that it ruins the first experience, but it's just there. It's a different. Um, It's definitely a different kind of experience. yeah. Yeah. 
Um, cool. So go, going back to our example, I'll go back to talk about the process of like you know, building that. So you've started. So we'll, we'll talk about like a single map kind of concept here. You know, you know, you've started with you. You've you've got an idea. You've maybe got some shapes going. Um, you're thinking mm. about you know your, your like maybe thinking back to uh, something that worked well, um, and like maybe your map which one map. Um, which mm. was obviously a bit different because you, you were collabing with that one, but that, that, you know, mm. that, to me that always that always struck me as a map that you pushed through nice, quickly, and, and successfully, mm. and, and you know, the end product was very, very good. Um, mm. Did you with that one? Was it just a case of making area after area, and you just keep going, or did you did you jump around? Did you get stuck on any areas um, and have to come back to them, or, or how, did, how did that one go? I actually had talking about this map in my back pocket. Um, and actually, Junction has a question that I think will tie into me talking about this. Um, so this is like an example of like looking back at something that I've made um, where I could see what I did. Um, and you mentioned whether any problem areas um, I actually have. Um, actually, I'm looking at it right now. My desktop is the final arena of that map, <laughs> which I think is probably your favorite part of that map. Um, uh, not necessarily, but I do very much like it. Yeah, I've, I've heard quite a quite a few things about that part. Um, but that's that was an area that was a big problem area, um, because pretty much like I don't know what it was like three days or like two days before the the thing was due. You like, got in a you got in a frenzy, that, didn't you? And you met for like yeah, thirty hours we, straight or something stupid. <laughs> we didn't have that final arena done, and I basically told Lorenzo like, "Ah, oh, work on the final arena. Like the final arena will be my part or whatever." And he's like, "Okay, but we're getting kind of close. Like the final arena, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, final arena." And then, yeah, as you said, it was like thirty hours or thirty-five hours that straight of just mapping uh, with orbit culture in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, to that final arena and it just it popped out like there was there was times when i was like literally brick wall blocked and then i was just like ah fuck that we're just like fucking and then just tapping away and like oh that doesn't work let's throw that out and mm. do this and do that and it was just it, i just pooped it out and, and it was it was actually pretty good it's a weird um, like a weird kind of fugue state you know yeah um, the red um, mist descends and then when it lifts we've got a, we've got a finalized arena um, yeah uh i wouldn't recommend that by the way no uh, for, no for those who are thinking that, oh, you know, you could just map something out in 30, 35 hours. Um, <laughs> there is this thing called sleep. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, um, like, although, although, like, uh, in your, 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 obviously your life is, uh, you know, being a student and all that, you've, you've got the ability to, to do it. And, like, if, some, if you do have that energy, it is very much something oh, that yeah, you want yeah. to tap into as long as yeah. you can. And, you know, um, anyone who watches me knows, you know, I do the 10, 12-hour, not quite 35, but long yeah. stints of dev work just, charging and having fun and if you get in that state you you do want to unfortunately you can't bottle it <laughs> but the next best thing yeah. is to is to make as yeah. much use of it as possible and and yeah, definitely and then yeah. try and kind of when you leave off and you have to go to bed because you're working the next day or whatever try leave off at a point where you can go where you can you have at least the chance to tap back into it um you know that excitement mm-hmm. and that idea and like keep going because there's nothing worse than feeling great and making progress and then having to stop and then, fuck! I got work in the morning. Yeah, and then but then not not be able to get back into it and go. What the fuck is it doing here? I don't. Mm. You know, and um and, and it, it becomes a struggle again. Um, right. And um, yeah, because like uh, yeah, that map it was very it was it was a it is a big map. Um, yeah, even with two it people working on it, it's, it's, it was a sizable um thing to create in in the what three weeks that we 
that we had. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, looking at it from the outside, it, to me, it screams like a lack of, like no map is blocked, like good creative flow. Like, was that mm. the case? Like, did, did the whole there thing was, Yeah, I mean, it was pretty smooth sailing up until close to the end. And then even then, I mean, it wasn't, it never felt hopeless. I'll mm. say that. Like, there was mappers blocked, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm, there's no panic. I so. wanted... I wanted a cataclysmic final arena, mm-hmm. but just like the, the, the what's and the hows were a little bit more foggy, but the there was no, yeah. like, there was no like momentum stopping mappers block associated with it on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it was, it, it was a bit of that like bottled frenzy energy of just like mapping and enjoying it. It was like it was like a weird mixture of like suffering and enjoying it at the same time. <laughs> the deadline and the whole thirty-five hours being awake, but it was it was fun. I'd do it again. <laughs> Good to hear. I would definitely do it again. Yeah. Ten out of ten would map for two days straight again. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think um, this is probably like um, um, you know this will be a topic that is close to everyone's heart. Um, uh, anyone who creates, but it's, it's when you when you have those struggle points. So um, I think it's important to recognize what's the cause of, of a creative block. Um, mm. And, you know, are you just tired? Yeah, go get some sleep. Because um, it's hard to be creative when you're tired. Uh, Indeed. Normally. <laughs> Sometimes you can go uh, for two days. But, um, you know, is it just a case you just need to recharge your batteries, go do something else for a few days um, and come back fresh? Or is it a specific problem um, with a specific progression point or an area, it's like you know, you just don't know what to do right there, or is it I have no ideas at all? Um, so I think um, I think uh, we'll, we'll start with the, the small and then go big. So like one thing that I do when I'm making a, a map and um, is I'll, I'll bounce around from zone to zone and tend to have like three or four areas kind of on the go, and that way if one, I get, if I start, you know, struggling on it, it's, you know, I'll just come back to that later. Go work over here. Um, and uh, like Bastion of Chaos, there was a particular area that I left right to the very end because I had no clue what I wanted to put there in terms of like a fight setup. I just had this kind of like pretty much blank here. I was like, I don't know what to do here. We'll figure that out later. Um, uh, is that something, is that, do, you, do you map in that, that way? Or is it more of a like you try and go sequentially through start to finish, build the beginning first, build the end last? Yeah, I would say I don't. I probably should do more of that, to be honest. Of like having different areas on the go. Like uh, we were just talking about the map, which one map? Like that map was pretty much room by room. Um, it was a little bit different because we had two people, so it's not quite the same. Um, I think honestly, I think that was part of what made that map work was because we had two people working on mm-hmm. two separate areas at once. So in that sense, yeah, that that whole concept of like have more than one area on the go was pretty a pretty sound concept i would say mm. um but yeah i would i wouldn't say at least for me i don't normally map that way like when i'm mapping on my own it's sort of like um like when something feels okay enough to move on from i'll, I'll move on from it like i right. i don't usually get super stuck in one area because i know what that can do so in that sense like i'll move on if i'm like really not vibing with what i'm doing and i'll come back to it later um but yeah it tends to be a little bit more sequential for me than hopping 
do you start at the beginning? Do you like do do you consciously? I'm going to build the beginning of the map first, and then build. I out? used to do that. I used to do that, and used to like fuck with my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be like, "What? Why is he here? What does what does the beginning mean? <laughs> like, what what is this area I'm putting him in?" And I was like, "I can't, I can't do that anymore." So we I can't to just if, like, there's, if there's no map, you can't give it context. So if you're yeah, trying to give it context like, without anything to start with, it's like, yeah, it's just loop like. <laughs> If there would be a takeaway, I would say don't do that. If it works for you, do it. But if it doesn't, do not do it because yep. it's like a pain in the ass if you if you do that. I mean, like I've, um, several of my maps, I've built the end first, and you know, quite often I'll build the middle. Or, yeah, you know, just like yeah, just wherever the idea is, to start with just. And I think that helps with me because I always start off with a visual. We normally start off with some sort of visual concept, and it's like I'll figure out where this fits in the map later. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. build the thing that I want to build, and I think it's sort of like if you were drawing a picture, and you started with like the f- like you started mm. with like a weird part of somebody's body, and then like because you started at that point and you tried to draw around it, everything's out of proportion now, and it just doesn't look right. That's actually quite a good analogy, and I haven't so like. If you, do, I mean, I don't know if there's any artists in the in the room, and they they they're gonna yell at me for saying that, but it, to me that makes sense. Where it's like because you've decided to start somewhere that you weren't like quite confident with where you started, or you try to force mm. it too much, now all your proportions are out of whack. So, so I think like as long as you start somewhere and you allow it to either be or not be the beginning of the map, then it's fine. I like, think just don't, um, like with a with a. And this is speaking as someone who uh, is not a artist in terms of like painting or drawing or whatever. But to me, when you when you create a piece of art like that, you start with the important part. You start with the focus. You know, you, you're drawing a drawing a picture of a dragon. You probably start with the dragon. You won't start with the mountains in the background. Um, mm. Even if it's just to sketch it out, like maybe you don't do the detail work, but you you're like you want to position. You want to get the, like you said the proportions and the perspectives right. And yeah, the amount like balance the amount of negative space around the primary focal points, and I think it's what it kind of ties into like I would never start a map by drawing the outside of the map first. You don't want to lock yourself mm. in and restrict yourself unless unless it's like you, you try to like you know deliberate. There's some projects that have a specific play space restriction, like that's completely different. Mm. But you know, I always try and start with something central and something important, like even if it's just visually important, um, uh, something fairly grandiose. Um, whether it's a big, big, you know, big pillars and a big set of stairs, or, or a big, you know, uh, kind of um, hallway or something like something that you can like can build around as like a, as a kind of core concept. And I think um, yeah. that's yeah, that picture analogy did actually resonate with me quite a bit there. Like yeah, that. and I, I I think sometimes like it doesn't even necessarily like I wouldn't say I really wouldn't say there's a hard and fast rule to where the start of your map goes because I think the more you make a hard and fast rule about it, the worse it's going to be. Like, Because sometimes you might have a concept where you have it sort of planned out where you want a major focal area and then you know to build around that or whatever. And then sometimes you might not have an idea that that's, that's that like concrete. So mm-hmm. maybe you might start the map a little bit differently. So I think it really depends on like where the person is deciding their map is supposed to go as well. Mm, for sure. Like kind of know, thing. And that's when you get to concepts like, you know, we are ascending a tower, descending into a pit, or is it a journey through right. something, you know, is it like if you're going through yeah. uh, from one end to a, a canyon or whatever, you know, um, but is it, a, is it a horizontal journey that the players go on? And I think that's where you start thinking about those kind of progression yeah. presentations. Um, uh, you know, uh, that try and tell that, that environmental story. 
um, through through you know, it's like if you're like yeah uh, if you're sending yeah. a tower, well, you're probably going to start on the outside as a player and move in, but not necessarily. You could come up from a basement. Yeah. Like there's actually options to do to do anything. Uh, to be fair, um, yeah, and um, yep, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> um, so. You know, talking about like a specific map, and and you know, the plenty of people have gotten stuck on one map, and maybe maybe you can't progress there. And we'll start talking like moving to like a, a like you're doing a project, and mm. you know that I I always have seem to have multiple maps on the go. Um, you know, the, like the one that I've been working on recently for the last couple of months is something that I actually started up almost two years ago, um, and. I'm not sure that that's necessarily the best way to do things, but for me, I do find having the ability to go, okay, I'm kind of dry on this map everywhere. I don't really know how I want to say, like, <laughs> I don't know how to say, I don't know how to finish the map. Like, I don't know where I want the, you know, the, the final fight or the, you know, uh, how it's going to, how it's going to uh, come to a close. Let's just gonna work on something else. Um, is that something that you, you, you do, or are you a fan of trying to finish uh, a, you know, a map before you move on to, to something else. Um, I am usually a fan of finishing one map at a time. Um, and I guess I have the, the little bit of a handicap of not really having like a megawatt or an episode on my hands. Cause mm. I've never really been much of a, of a, like, uh, of the workflow of having a bigger thing well, yes, on, yeah, on to, the books to be able to do that. You need to have, um, that big project or several other several projects that you can jump although between. i could probably guess that you would you would probably have to have a process for that like mm. a, a sort of like do a little bit here do a little bit there because i don't think i don't think when you're doing something at that scale that you're always going to have energy for every single map so you probably want to split it up yeah because mm. um, i'm i i find that i tend to work on I think this is probably a skill that I've learned over the last couple of years, but if there's an area that I'm stuck on, if I move on to something else, my my subconscious will almost figure the problem out without me consciously mm-hmm. considering it. Like it'll, yeah. the ideas will just tick around and all of a sudden, bang, I'm out. I know what I'm doing there now. Yeah. And, That's and, sort of like the sleep on it kind of yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, but that can, that can take six months. You know, that, that doesn't necessarily... Yeah, it's I mean, not yeah. A, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes it is just For a case sure. of sleeping on it. And I've definitely had I mean, that, that 2 a.m. Yeah. epiphany. It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I mean, if you want to put it that way, I mean, technically I have a bunch of maps on the go. I mean, because you might get a little bit stuck on one and then you do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if it depends on how, how big you want the time scale to be. Um, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Um, and you know, so in that sense, yeah, I, I I would say that yeah, you you lose a few a bit of um, steam on one map, yeah, move to another one, especially if you have another another one in the in the back pocket. Mm. No, I think I think I'd, I'd actually I I would suggest that um, to mm-hmm. people is, yeah. is don't get hung up on a a single a single map because if you you get to that point. You know, with with your map as block, it becomes a genuine wall. Sometimes you can smash through it, um, and we'll probably talk about some techniques for that. Um, all this kind of stuff that I do, but sometimes you can't. And if you start beating your head against it, 
you're going to, A, not enjoy it. You're going to probably start hating the map. You're going to not want to work on it. And you're going to generate all the neg- negative energy. That sounds a bit fucking wishy-washy, but it's, it's a thing. Like, you want to feel good about yeah. your work. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's the same, that you make your best stuff when you're excited and happy um, mm-hmm. and, have, and enjoying the process. So don't, if you do find that you're, yeah, hitting that wall in a bad way. Don't force yourself through it. Um, uh, you know, it'll 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 go badly. I think uh, you'll either make something that you're not happy with, or you just you just come to a scraping halt. Um, yeah. Um, one thing. I mean, like, um, to be fair, that doesn't happen super often uh, to me. And um, one of the things that I've I, I you know, usually do in that situation is go. You know, we talked about the thousand photos that you've got saved in your inspiration folders and like you know what you know people like i've got all this cool shit but i don't know what to do with it and that's what to me that's when you go scroll through that and you, you just mm-hmm. not not you, you want to like find like two or three things like oh that might work there oh i like that pillar mm-hmm. oh that window's cool let's 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 make that i think i can work that into something um and you know it doesn't have to be something like big and grandiose it doesn't have to be like a progression focus thing it's just you just need something to get that ball rolling again um and i i find that's when those inspiration folders become come the most useful is when you're a little bit stuck on ideas you just need something to to, to kick the ball again down the road um and and you know plant the next seed to um to build from yeah and i would actually probably stress the fact of making uh making it a point probably not to look for the more grandiose ideas just yeah. like I don't, I don't think when you're already a bit blocked, you should, yep. you should then go ahead and be like, "But big idea." It's like mm-hmm. no, like that happens to me where it's like, yeah, you don't want, you don't want that, yeah. you don't want to grab, look at that epic Helvester with like multiple structures yeah, like, and aqueducts. It's gonna make it worse. It's like you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna like, you won't know where to start. And to me, that's yeah. why, because I, I, um, uh, yeah, recently was, there's a you know a big kind of hallway, and you wanted a big hallway, kind of with a bit of a curve to it. Big set of stairs, like leading up to, and a you know, wave of revenants or you know, bone reavers coming down, and, and a rough idea of the kind of fight I wanted. But it's like, what do I want this hallway to look? And what I did is I just went looking for like a beam profile, and you, you, there was the ones mm. that you commented on how you like that triangle shape, and that was just a photo mm. of, of a, um, I don't know, what was it was a house or a museum or whatever, but it was like, mm, I like that shape. I can make that shape, and oh, okay, and then I didn't know that's where that came from. Yeah, and it's just like that was easy to do follow that profile slap that around a few times yeah this is starting to work and it just it just got that that those um those cogs blurring mm-hmm. nicely um and um you know i i do like the idea of finding yeah those small inspiration bits um well i would have a follow-up question to that would you say that that sort of thing becomes easier to do when you say like for example you already have the skeleton skeleton of a hallway so you say, oh, I'm going to go look at hallways. Yes. Or is I, it? Yep. I, okay. I would say so. It, 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 well, maybe not easier, but it, it helps you to eliminate non-useful inspiration. So yeah. I know I wanted a hallway and I knew I wanted something to put in as like a beam kind of thing. Some, something something mm-hmm. I could iterate around and follow the profile of the curve. So I, mm-hmm. I, I had a rough idea of the kind of shape that I wanted to, wanted to grab or, or what would fit in there. And that meant that, like, yeah, ninety percent of those images that I've got, I could just flat out ignore. Like, no, 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 no. and like, hmm, that looks useful. No, 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 that one might work as well. Grab those three or four, shuffle them around, pick the one that you like the most, um, or there might be just one that just jumps out at you. 
um, uh, very quickly. And the other thing that I do with Mindspray is if I'm, uh, the, I normally do this at the start of the map, is I'll, I'll go through and go, hmm, what kind of designs do I like today? And grab a dozen max, you know, six to 12 images and chuck them in a separate folder. Um, and that way, mm. and I'll think about like, hmm, how, will that, how can I use these different things a little bit? And then I'll kind of forget about them for a while, but that's where I'll head first. Like, oh, that's right. I, yeah. wanted, I wanted to make that, didn't I? Huh. And that's when I'll do that. Let's go start a new area. Let's, we've got this concept. It's a pillar or something. Um, and, you know, in the Godless Gate map, I did that with those kind of like flowery pillars. Uh, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this pillar. This looks like fun. And I just picked a new spot away from everything, not, you know, not burdened by existing geometry and, and just started making that. And that just grew into like a, a pretty cool space. Um, and mm. yeah, I think I think it's how you use your inspiration shots is, is almost as important. Well, yeah, it's more important than getting inspired. Having them, yeah, yeah. Because um, like you, as you know, it's really easy to go through and find your fifty favorite photos and yeah, think, and think I how think, awesome they are. I think we were talking about that the other day. Um, I think it was like, what's the cutoff between inspiration and just parroting for the sake of I like this picture? Yep. Yep. Um, like, like, is your sense of inspiration for this image because it's a pretty picture mm. or because it's a bit feasible to do and you actually would find it interesting? Because, like, I know for me, it's like, oh, my God, I love this picture. I would love to make this. Mm. But it's like you need sometimes you needed to just be like, like, tell your brain, like, I know you like the picture, but like, can you make the picture? Mm. Like, does the picture help? Is it help? useful? Does it help? Is yeah. it helpful? Um, and and or is it just you know a bit of a distraction. Yeah, and that links into a, a, another point that I uh, had a note for is you know what's the limiting factor in in implementing it? And yeah, I think it's really important to recognize like when it is just something that looks cool. And you know, people in their inspiration channel for a, uh, you know the Hellforge is posting like cool hellscapes all the time, and yeah, mm. they're, they're fucking cool. But I look at them like. I can't make that, or it'll be too hard. It's too, it's too, it's too broad. Yeah. It's too detailed, and it, it's it, yeah, sure, it looks cool. Maybe it could like provide some sort of inspiration for a skybox or something. Or there's like something small in there that I'll pull out. But generally, and yeah, there's some of the Doom Eternal concept art. You know, there's that one with that. Um, there's a big demon with like lava pouring out of its eyes, uh, oh, leaning yeah, over and yeah, yeah. like fucking epic, epic shot. Mm. I'd love to turn that into a, into a scene, but. Unless I get a model made for the skeleton, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's just it's it's very visually complex. It would be a real mission to recreate that scene. It's I, like I don't view that as a good inspiration photo. Um, right. And yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. Is like, do I want to recreate this picture because I like the picture, or do I want to just appropriate some of the picture because yes. I don't think you want to just be like, I'm going to make this scene in Doom. Yep. yep like yep. I don't. I think that's gonna. It's like, do yeah. I just want to grab the color scheme? Um, you know, the yeah. general, like, yeah, okay, like, cool. This is these gothic crenellation shapes. Do I want to use that as a design idea? Because I actually, um, the one of the, um, uh, probably the straight, like most straight, I want to recreate a thing from Doom Eternal that I've done was um, the Exaltia Hellgate. You know, those triple uh, in oh, Doom Eternal. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. And I was like, I've, I've, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I want to make this. And I yeah, tried to do the building. Oh, it's just it's just yeah. epic, so epic. And I tried to do that in Bastard of the Chaos. And I went too hard on completely accurately copying the details on it. And I could have made yeah. it work, but I'd, like just the, the way that, you know, the GC Doom engine works and, and Doom Builder and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it just it was becoming a real grind. And that was the area that I left till the end to finish off as well. So I think that became a real stumbling block. Um, so that was a, that was a, you know, I, I, I dove too heavily into the specifics. Um, but 
But I, re- but mm. I, did, I actually recognised that after. I think it was one of those moments where I was making it, I was feeling pretty good, but I had a few drinks, stopped for the day, came back the next day and like, what the fuck was I doing again? Ah, oh, this is messy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like kind of in the cold, sober light of the next day, it was like, ugh, this might be a bad idea. So I simplified it and like, there's still the shape there, the concept is there and there's some of the profile, like imagery is, is, is the same, but I actually stripped it back conceptually um, in the end and, and like, okay, let's let's try and, Let's recognise that it's either a technical skill deficiency or just an engine, you know, not being suitable um, element and build for what we know works. Um, mm. get, keep the shape, the broad shape there, the general ideas there, but let's 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 kind of leave it at that and stop being inspired by something else um, and just make something that looks cool and I started like okay we'll just chuck, chuck some other details around here and some big chains and, and the end result yeah. was, it was it was good yeah I think I can sort of like feel like not your map anymore if you take too much inspiration that's yep. like if you're trying to recreate something to the T it's like well this doesn't that's not really fun anymore because it's like why just copy it yeah you're just parroting and, and you know, yeah. at best at best you're, you're copying at worst you're actually plagiarizing yeah you're copying at worst <laughs> yeah I think that, that probably links it similar to planning too heavily. Um, and I think mm. planning is a good thing, generally. Um, I, like to, I like to plan my layouts you know, in a, to a degree because it means that when you do get stuck on area, you can kind of go build somewhere else and you know how that you've got an idea how they link together. Um, I think that makes it easier to jump around areas of the map if you've, if you've got a, a big picture kind of idea. But if you plan too heavily and you get too obsessed with following your plan, you get to the same the same problem. It, gets, it starts feeling stilted and forced, and you, you, you reject other ideas because they're not part of your plan. Um, mm. You know, you reject ideas because they're not part of that photo that I was inspired by. It's like no, yeah. you should you definitely should be following all of your any ideas. If it's a good idea, it's a good idea. If it, if it's like this feels exciting to to do, and I like that, and yeah, you know, it's that balancing of your own expectations. And I've definitely been guilty of it in the past, and I, I went through a phase where I was planning too heavily and getting too focused on um, following certain things rigidly. Um, and I, I took a step back and, and thought, no, okay, I need, to, I need to get back to my, you know, being a bit more of an organic mapper, which, um, you know, which I was very much uh, uh, initially. Um, mm. So, yeah, and I think yeah, inspiration is very much the same. You can, you can lean too heavily on it. Um. <coughs> agree mm. um so yeah we talked a bit about like the, the technical skill kind of thing and it's interesting um you can actually so there's a, there's a principle in in sports psychology where you and this is this works for team sports it's individual sports it, it, it's 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 uh, universal across across pretty much every sport you're 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 at a certain skill level if you play someone who's better than you, you will be you will play better. Um, to a point, if mm. they are a certain level above you, you just get crushed. Mm. And I, I I actually feel very similarly about mapping in the sense that you want to, but if you want to getting, you know, you want to improve and you, you see these ideas and oh, I can't quite work on. There is actually a point where if you push yourself into something that you can't quite make just yet. You will learn. You will get there. You through the process. You know, provide you work. You know, there'll be a bit of work involved, a bit of struggle, a bit of bit of uh, um, you know, deleting and remaking and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But if you, and you know, that, that's 
back to that Doom Eternal shot, that's too much, that's too far beyond um, what is what, what I'm capable of, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll just suffer. Um, I think it's important to recognize when it's like, that's just a little bit out of my reach, but I think I can get there. Um, mm. And like I've done stuff where I was like, I want to make this weird slopey facade. Like there's um, in the Godless Gate map, there's a zigzaggy profile, um, which was inspired by a Soviet circus arena. I'd never made anything like that before. Interesting. <laughs> it was it was like six hours of like, what the fuck am I doing? But by the end of it, I was like, ooh, this actually worked. And it was like, you're getting used to the slope handles and some of the new tools and new Ultimate Doom Builder. That was a process that I did not know how to make that when I started it. I had a rough idea mm. of how, but like the way it, I just put 3D floors up and all that kind sure. of stuff, it was a real, it was a learning experience. Um, uh, so I could point to that as a good example of aspiring towards something that you're not quite capable of just yet uh, being a good thing. Yeah, I guess you're sort of like resetting your baseline, so to speak. Um, I know, I think you take issue with this analogy every time I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, even though it violates the laws of physics. Do I have to hit you? But the... The analogy is you shoot for the stars and you wind up on Mars or something like that. <laughs> so it's like you got further than you could have because you yep. shot for the stars. Yep, yep, yep. So it's a it's obviously a flawed analogy, but it's the, the same concept where you might have gone further if you set your goal really high as opposed to and then, you know, you could say like you might want to take the safe bet and take a goal that's further, you mm. know, like further back, but the, I think the concept is sound. Like, if you take a goal that's further off, well, you might wind up a little bit higher than you. You might not reach the goal, but you got pretty mm, far. For sure, for sure. Um, so, I think that's true. Yeah, and like, it, it's it's harnessing ambition is a tricky thing. You know, mm. ambition without dedication and focus and skill and improve, like, it, it doesn't get you anywhere by itself. So, yeah, it, that's it. Yeah. But it's a very powerful thing if you can if you can harness it. But it, you do you do have to manage it, and you know we've all seen those. Particularly, you know, it's common more common with new maps. But we've all seen those those people come in and have huge ideas, and six months later they've, they've stopped, they've burned out. Yep, <laughs> we've all we've all been there. And you know that was me for for years. But you know before I joined the community, that was that was a, a lot of what happened to me as well. Like I get all, all worked up in a frenzy and like, I'm going to make a 32 map megawatt and you know, maybe make a dozen maps, but then get tired and go to something else for seven years. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that is a natural process to go through and, and uh, uh, it's yeah. a learned skill. Is, and I think it's a flaw. It's, it's not a flaw, sorry. It's it's something natural to younger people is, is to have that big ambition yeah. and not quite know how to utilize it. It's sort of like the, the uh, I don't really know how to say it, but it's just sort of like par the course, like young people feel things really hard. Yep. So like that's sort of like their, their own cross is that because they're so animated and so excited, it leads them to disappoint themselves. Like doesn't always happen, but it, it really does happen in mapping. I see like, and I had, I had a gotcha for that. Like I had a little phrase. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was like, um, it was like, unfocused ambition mm. is like pain pain because of unfocused ambition or hurting your own feelings basically yeah like your passion is fine like it's fine that you're passionate like it's a good thing but like if you don't temper it with mm. like experience and yep. knowing your limits and all these sort of things you are going to suffer basically because you're not pairing back your expectations with your ability and that's something i'm definitely guilty of Definitely, uh, 100% agree. As anybody who was in the Hellforge uh, last <laughs> week or so knows. 
Yeah, sorry, I wasn't agreeing that you you're you're an example of that. Although, yeah, I do agree with I that. Mean, I mean, I am. Um, I, I would buy it. <laughs> but you know, you you are you know you are you are fairly young. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is, and like it's important that you recognise, and you've done, you've at least made that step, and you're like, okay, I've identified this. You know, issue because um, I wouldn't call it a flaw or, or, or a bad character trait because it's just a, it's just a, a product of I think you know certain personality types and just being being young and, yeah. and excitable like and, and that yeah. it's a good thing to have that and you actually you don't want it you don't want it to crush it you don't want to destroy that that feeling um, mm-hmm. you know it's like with kids and they're all like you know young and exuberant and, and excited by the world and full of energy and then yeah. society tells them to sit down and shut up and, and, and eat your, eat your vegetables. Um, yeah, and, by, yourself, yeah. and by the time they're an adult, they're, they're, they're you know dull corporate drones. They're Squidward. <laughs> yeah, but essentially they've been they've been beaten down, and like that's that's a bad thing. You want to yeah. teach them to harness that. And I think you know, uh, like in terms of like your you know a mapping journey, like people like yourself are still kind of in that childlike yeah. state. But well, I think a, it's very important to yeah. be honest. Um, but, like I think if you don't have child mm-hmm. childlike joy for something, like you're. I don't want to say you're not, but like I think you get closer to your like your baseline sense of what what inspires you, like yep. your your sort of like childish awe of things. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's kind of tragic when people lose that. To be 100%, honest, hundred percent, and I think that's like, a big part of my strength uh, as a you know as, as a source as someone who gets very easily inspired. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't often not have ideas. Is I just genuinely enjoy the process. I just I just lose myself mm. in the fun, um, but I've got that experience and you know the, the thousands of hours of of using the um, the tools to to know like recognize what I can and can't implement and how to utilize the inspirations I do get. But yeah, it's it's a big part of yeah. my process is just like oh this is cool I'm gonna make the cool thing and, and getting all excited. Yeah, and I, I don't yeah I don't think I would be out of place in saying like the people that are actually in the field like we have Junction in the chat like I wouldn't. I would say that they they are they have the passion like they have the passion but they also have the experience and they have the skill yep. like the people who are just starting out they have the passion and nothing else yep 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 and it's because their passion is so strong that they're they put themselves through a lot because of their passion mm-hmm. so it's like you need to you need to eventually work up to where your passion's at and then yes and I've seen I've, there, I've, so. I've seen some graphs around that kind of thing like uh, you know uh, you know, graph of your ability versus how you perceive your ability, and yeah, where they, where they intersect yeah. and cry. There's some, there's actually some quite, quite good, um, general, you know, generalization kind of things, but quite useful visual aids for that kind of stuff. Where you know, you start off thinking you're way better than you are, um, and then your skill catches up, and then, but then your perception of your skill starts dropping because you, you start trying to do even harder things and you can't pull them off because you, your skills have gone up. So you want to do more stuff, and and then you start thinking yeah. you're shit at what you do, and then. Um, yeah, it'll bounce back, and there's, yeah, there's, it, it's a it's a process to manage, and you know if you can if you can ride the highs as it were, and kind of yeah. skip like a, a stone from from peak to peak is kind of like the, the ideal state to be. I think somebody put it to me like it's because your taste is really good that you think you're not good. Like it's like I don't know how much I agree with it, but it's sort of like you recognize where you could be. And that kind of makes you a little bit sad. So you're not like yeah. you know what is good. Yeah, I can and you see. know what you like, but you're not quite able to do it yet. So it makes you feel worse, even though you may be improving. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. And like it's it's 
So I don't, yeah, that last point I think is where you've latched onto something is you see this thing that you can't do and you want to be able to do it. And the whole time you can't do it, you feel bad about it, even though you're getting better. Yeah. So um, I think it's important to latch on to recognizing we have improved. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think this is actually, uh, we'll start tying to some of these questions because um, um, there's one in particular that I think. There were some good questions. Yeah, that tied into that, like, you know, do you look back at your old stuff and how do you feel? And um, yeah, I, I, I think that is another another important thing is to like, um, even though you might not, like you say, shooting for the stars with maybe landing on Mars, yeah, recognize that that is an achievement that you've done, you've gotten yeah. better. That that map might not have been as good as you had it in your head, but by the time you finished it, you know, whether or not you're happy with it, you've gotten better. And I can look and at it. Like, yeah. So, okay. I think that was something that I sort of arrived at after last week um, was like a lot of people will say that you shouldn't make mapping feel like work. Um, And to a lot of extent, that's very true. Like Mm. it's a hobby. You should enjoy it. It should be fun. But I think that should scale a little bit worth where you have your own personal expectations set to. So like if you are a person like me where you're constantly having these enormous ideas and you want to, you want to explore that and you want to go higher and you want to go further. There's a, there's a, a degree of work to be done. Like you don't just, you don't just get there by wanting it. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I, actually this is an idea I think we should explore a little bit um, because I'm a firm believer in like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want it to feel like work. This is a hobby. You should have yeah. fun. If you don't enjoy it, why the fuck are you doing it? Mm-hmm. But if you want to get better, if you have that aspiration, that ambition to, to, to look at those you know, those things, whether it's like I want to recreate these these environments in, in, in my Doom maps or I want to make maps like Person X, <clears throat> you know, there will be work involved. So yeah. it's an interesting dichotomy, actually, because there are plenty of mappers. And, and if, you, you should, if you are happy making stuff that doesn't really vary much from map to map or project to project, like in terms of like absolute skill level, sure, you can explore ideas and different concepts and visual presentations and texture packs and all that. You can still make different maps, but not necessarily getting better in quotation marks that's that's great like if, if, that, if that's and i think that's a, a lot of mappers are like that they'll naturally get better just through by doing it but they're not too mm-hmm. concerned say about becoming the best or making the grandest thing or whatever if you are someone who is ambitious and gets big ideas you do have to and that's where it comes to that tempering with experience you, you yeah. do have to put in work and you will have to force yourself into uncomfortable spaces Yep. Um, where shit's going wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. not fun. Yeah. But you have to be able to push through. And I, I'm thinking of a really good example um, is uh, Major Arlene for, I think it was a heelband map, tried to recreate something from dusk as a certain ceiling profile. Um, oh, and, yeah, that. And <laughs> she did not enjoy it. Um <laughs> But she learned a lot, and the, end, the you know, fortunately, the end result was was very good. Um, but she learned a lot doing that, and it was it was it was a painful process, and that was that would have felt like work, and it could have been easy, like fuck it, I'm not doing this, I'm going to do something simple or something that I already know how to do, and probably would have still been completely, you know, the, the map would have been as good as if it didn't have this thing. But she learned something through that process, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it's really important to. If you want to get it, like you do like that's what I said. Like you, you know, aspiring to be something to try and make something that's just a little bit out of your skill range, 
and using yeah. that as a learning experience. And then you know you, you'll master some new techniques. Um, and then the next time you do something like that, well, it'll be a lot easier. Mm. And I like I I think it is worth mentioning like. Anybody who's really good at something, like you never hear them talk about how easy it was. Like no. you'll never hear that. Like no. they won't be like, I really wanted to get good at gymnastics and because I was so passionate about it, it was just smooth like butter and I went yeah. right through and yeah, I yes. I'm a master the, the gymnast. Day, the day after I was that was awesome. Yeah. Um like I don't I think that's the part that people miss with the whole like you shouldn't treat it like work argument. I mean it's good argument like it's it's yep. it's there's a lot of truth to it but like yes. it it really depends on what you want. You shouldn't treat it like it work but like you shouldn't treat it like a job but there will be work yeah. involved. There is work, work is part of the process. Working hard. Yeah. And um you know uh whenever someone asks me like, like I get relatively regularly you know how long have you been doing this does, this does this take a lot of effort and i'm like it's fucking thousands of hours of work to get yeah to where yeah, I, and I i was thinking about that the other day Thou- i was like literally in, thousands <laughs> in my brain to me it was just like i want to be good already but it's like <laughs> no the impatience of like, youth yeah <laughs> it's probably like you're looking at like three five years to be any kind of any sort of good, I think. I think. Least, I but. think like a reasonable, yeah, three to five years would you, you, you know, if you put a bit of effort into, you, you'd get pretty talented at anything. Um, but it's you know you need to do like 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 learning a musical musical instrument. You need to practice regularly, right? Um, yeah, and, and, and that, yeah, you don't have to like you know say every time I sat down like because I've played my drums for for years or something. Um, but you know when I was in the swing of things, I got I got better when I just did it often. Um, and I think I think framing it that way kind of removes a bit of the mystique of it all, like the whole like treating it too seriously, whatnot. Because you do the same thing with an instrument. Yep. yep. Where if you want to be good at playing music, you need to practice, yeah. and if you don't practice, you lose it. Yep. Very quickly. And if you want to get better, like, you have to push yourself into slightly like, harder things. Like you know, uh, and I was a musician for twelve years. Mm-mm. I played trumpet and. During those twelve years, I didn't get that much better at trumpet a lot of the time because I didn't practice, yeah. and I know I didn't. I knew I didn't practice. That's the thing. And if you think about it, you fucking know if you're putting in the time, like the requisite right. and, amount. And that's yeah. another thing. Um, we always talk about sunk time fallacy. Because I could sit back and be like, I played trumpet for twelve years and this and that, but it's like I didn't get that much better because I didn't practice. Yeah, it's like did you, you did you did you you played it, but did you actually right. play the trumpet? You know, as right. a, as a discipline. Um, you know, it sounds like probably not, but then there's nothing like there's nothing wrong. Like I think it's just important to recognize that. Like it's not it's not necessarily a bad it's not a bad thing. If you enjoy just kind of bumbling around with a musical instrument, fuck yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of what my drumming has been is just me bumbling around on the drum kit and having fun. Um, but you know, same thing with mapping. If you if you if you want to get better, if you want to hit those those lofty heights, it takes time. And I think that's like. That's sort of like, and I would, I would, uh, I would hearken it back to playing trumpet again because there's something particular about playing wind instruments, particularly trumpet, where your endurance, your actual physical endurance, like your mouth muscles, mm. will strengthen over time, and yep. you'll be able to play higher notes and things like that because of it's called your embouchure. Mm. Um, and if you're not practicing, you can't play higher notes. Like your your skill ceiling yep. has literally a physical chopped, limitation, yeah, chopped yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So Same. I think. Drumming's the I same. Think mapping like, is sort of similar. Like yeah. your your ability reaches a threshold if you don't keep at it. Yep. Because you're just you're not training those. I guess more up here muscles, but you're not training it. Um. 
For sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, it's funny, like, you talk to someone about, like, say, a sport or, or an instrument, <clears> and they will they will inherently grasp that you um, that you need to put on time to get better. And um, uh, Foamy raises a good point here. There's a difference between years spent doing a thing and hours spent doing a thing. Like, okay, you might have been playing trumpet for 12 years, but how many hours have you spent playing trumpet? Right. Yeah, yeah it's kind of sort of like what I was trying to get at. Like, mm. I could say that I've been playing it for 12 years, but practically yeah. doesn't mean anything if mm. those 12 years weren't spent actually playing the instrument. You could play social soccer for, for a decade. You know, just fucking around with your friends and having fun, but then you're probably not going to get that much better if, unless you actually go to the practices and do drills and training. And people understand that though, like with sports or musical instruments, yeah. they grasp that. And, okay, cool. If I want to get better at this, I do have to put in some time. Um, and I think it's interesting with a creative discipline. So, like, the analogy here would be, I think, more analogous to mapping is writing music. Because learning how to play and getting good at technically, that that's one thing. That's a time base. There's drills you can do. You can practice. Um, yeah. You know, you know, there's yeah. rudiments that you can train. And, and to do that, to get better, there'll be like a strict kind of regimen. But to flex that kind of creative side, it's it's a bit more tricky. And it is a very amorphous process. But it is still inherently linked. Like you get better the more time you put into it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a it's a real important thing that a lot of people don't quite realize with mapping is you know sure you can learn all the technical stuff and, and master the various the various tools but to get better at the holistic process you need to do the whole thing Mr. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's 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 move on to the. Have you got anything else you want to add to that particular topic? well we did we did talk about the whole yeah more like composing music is a lot mm. more um related to it um i did have something to say about that um oh yeah i, I would think even even just like the act of being creative is sort of the same thing where it might not be as technical or mechanically oriented as playing an instrument like you're still getting better at a skill which is the skill of creating in the first place so like Definitely. the more you're comfortable with how to be creative if that makes yep. sense yep then the easier it's going to be each time you go to do it yes yes I yes, guess. yes. yeah so it's sort yeah. of the same sort of the same concept i'd 100 percent agree that it's a learned skill and you know we've um uh you know talked about various articles and stuff like you know um uh there's that ray bravery one about writing and like you know how to get good at it just just do it like every week write a short yeah. story kind of thing and you know things like speed mapping i'd say are, you know uh, the, the the mapping equivalent and just practicing creating shit like it doesn't have to be good this is you know but practicing creating new stuff um yeah it's a mindset and you get you, you yeah. if you do it more you'll, you'll get better at getting into that quickly and yeah, just quickly back to that idea of people that have their ambitions set way high and their their passion for it is all all up here um just like considering that idea of practicing being important because for me that kind of clicked the other day as well where i was like well if i think about it less as i can't achieve what i want and that makes me kind of sad if i think about it more like i am working towards it and just because it doesn't feel amazing every time i do this or i i make a room or like it doesn't have to it should actually probably shouldn't feel amazing every single time at least i don't think so because if it if it if you're working and you're getting better it's not always like peaches and rainbows well i think if you like, if you if you think you're always like if you're in that kind of mind state all the time you're probably delusional to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um 
And I like I'm 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 guilty of <laughs> guilty of definitely leaning into that and and you know being in love with everything I make. I I, I I'll admit I do do that. Um, but, and if that works for you, I mean that's perfectly valid. Like I would definitely not take anything away from that. No, no, uh, and um, uh, it's, and uh, but there's still parts of like the process where I struggle, um, for sure. Like it's not it, like maybe the end result's always like that, and there's definitely like I hit that high quite often. It's like fuck yeah, this is good shit. Um, but you know I can point to very recent examples over the last couple of weeks where I was like, this is fucking hard work. Like the you know the, the map I've been working, I've commented several couple of times like this has been a tricky thing to make. And it hasn't mm. always been, um, uh, as you say, uh, peaches and cream uh, the whole time. Yeah, I think the, I think the grind, like people people will get scared off by the grind. I think I think that applies to me as well. Like yep. the grind is scary. It feels like it's not fun. So if it's not fun, I ought to not do it, right? Mm. Because it's supposed to be fun. So that's where I think that little that little bit of that little nugget of wisdom might be a little bit flawed in that sense because mm. it's a bit. It's not really capturing the whole picture of like the whole you need to get better. Yep. Like just because it's not fun doesn't mean that it's like the yeah. end of the world, you know. Mm. And um and that's so. and that's that, that's back into like you know that it, it, it is work and while it shouldn't feel like it all the time it will feel like it sometimes and that is fine normal and should be expected. I think mm. um you know sometimes you sit down at the editor and you spend four hours on it and you're like fuck that was a bit shit like that was hard I'm tired I didn't enjoy that. You might, you'd probably still achieve something though, like coming home from from you know practice. Exactly, you have a shit day out, like beat up. yep, yep, you know, or, or you like you fumbled catches or whatever, like you had a bad day out on the field. It, you know, happens, and like most of the How time, does exercise work. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's that it, there is energy expended, um, and that does that yep. does make you tired. So, um, I mean, there's a question here from Alfredo, which we, we've definitely covered over. It's like, um, we have an ideas channel on the Hellforge. Do you have your own ideas folder? Most definitely. Um, I definitely recommend having an ideas folder. And I think, um, uh, you know, uh, categorizing it is actually a really important thing. Otherwise, you just end up with a big big blob of stuff and you go, <gasps> information overload. Um, so, I, I recommend that either like by theme or you can break it down by project. I, I do it by map. Like, I'll create a folder for a new map and go, what, what stuff I'm going to put in here uh, and, and chuck it in there. And I've got other like folders for like different games. Like, I've got a Doom Eternal Inspiration and a Medieval Inspiration folder. So, definitely have inspiration folders. Um, but I'd recommend breaking them up somehow. Yeah, I, I, I usually will take whatever map I'm working on, like for Age of, I think for Age of Hell and then NDE. And dead tech, I had all folders separated. Yep. So I was like, these are my NDE ideas, these are my Hellforge, or uh, Age of Hell ideas, and mm-hmm. these are my dead tech ideas. Yep. And it was just easier to sort through them that way because I don't have fucking massive Pinterest. <laughs> it's huge. Like, it's stupid. It's, Pin- it's ridiculous. Pinterest slut. Um, slut. <laughs> um, this one's from Zen. It's a question for you, simple. Uh, it's a two parter. Um, for you personally, with a creative block, do you find it more effective to push through um, or give the catalyst time naturally? Um, as the former, do you feel that pushing through it affects the quality of work? So this is a very interesting question, and I did think about it a bit after I saw it. Uh, we've actually talked about half of it already. Uh, we talked about my map, which one map, which was an exercise in being blocked and just pushing right the fuck through it, and it just worked out. Um partly because I sort of knew what to do. So I think it does. there's a, there's an aspect where it depends on what kind of block it is. Yep. Um, 
Uh, and then actually I talked about my TMMC2 map before as well, uh, where that was coming out of an extreme mapper's block scenario where that was like, I almost don't have ideas. I don't know what to do. So that one was like, make a shape. That's what I'm going to do. And then the other one was like, I'm just going to full bore push through it because I have a deadline coming up. Mm. Um, um, and I think, yeah, so th- I, I have some notes here. I was like, um, I, I think, so there's that. That's like half of the, that's like half the question is those are things where, those are times when it's worked. And I would say, actually, I would actually say pushing straight through a creative block is not always the best thing to do. I would actually uh, encourage people not to do that for the most part if, if they're if they're really struggling, um, because I feel like the more you push at it, and I think we talked about this earlier, the more mm. the more you push at it, I honestly do believe it does affect the quality of the work. Yeah, and it certainly affects the quality of the work, and I mean, your mental it just state. Affects the quality of your mental state. Yep, like, yeah, I think that's probably almost more important. It's like it, it puts you in a bad, you know, kind of negative mindset because um, everything's difficult. Like, like I would say, I would say a block, at least to me personally, a block to me means you need to reassess because something's not working. Yeah. Um, like you need to think more outside of the box, or you need to take this idea. If this is what we said earlier, where it depends what kind of creative block it is, you either take the idea that you're stuck on and ask yourself if you really want to do that idea anymore, mm. or you want to change it up or do something different, or if you're stuck, like no ideas, you have a different way to deal with that. Like, yeah. If you have restrictions you want to put on yourself, maybe it's too open-ended, so you want to restrict it down. You don't want to know what to do yet. You, mm. you want to keep a theme in the back of your head. You want, you know, what kind of gameplay do I want? Is it supposed to be fast-paced? Is it mm. supposed to be slow and methodical? Like, there are some things you can do, for yep. sure. Yeah. But, actually, because um, um, we didn't actually talk about this, and like, um, if I'm... Because, yeah, you know, there, there are different times where I, I'll be stuck on an area, like, oh, I don't know what to do here. And sometimes you can go look through... You know, look through the inspiration folder and that bolt of lightning hits and away you go. One other thing that I've I've realized, and this this one I really like it was more like there was a conscious thought when I did my map which two map, um, is there are always tasks you can do that take once you've reached a certain point in your map in terms of its development, you know, fifty percent, sixty percent, some you know, whatever. There are tasks you can do that don't require much thought. You can mm. go twiddle some rocks. Like if it's UDMF, I go align flats. Um, some people do automatic cleanup. There's, there's things you can do that don't require much creative thought and you can just kind of just, it's just work. Um, and you just start doing that. And at least you're doing something and it's productive. So you feel good. Okay, I'm getting some shit done. I didn't want to do this. I didn't know what I'm doing, but at least I'm doing something. Yeah, okay, cool. And I find that you do that for half an hour or so or an hour. Yeah. You've been looking, you've been twiddling this stuff around, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't actually know it. I don't know what I'm going to do over there now. Um, Important. It, mm. it, it, it's actually really important. I think it's really useful to have like small make work tasks that you can do in a map in those moments where you 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 are dry creatively, um, and it keeps you in that positive mindset of achieving, doing something progress is being mm. made it's work that would have mm. to have been done anyway so it's not like you're wasting time it might feel like it because you're not making big leaps and strides through your through your layout or making huge fights or making beautiful vistas but it's 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 still time being well spent and mm. uh, I, made, I made a real there was a set of stairs in Mapwitch 2 that um there's a lot of manual alignment we're talking like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sexes um to do the trims because I, like <laughs> I love to trim my stairs um 
and yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to start doing this. For, I remember very vividly, I'm just going to do this. This will this, this keep me busy for a while. I'll get some work done. And then by the time I'd, I'd done that for a while, I was like, ah, oh, I, I, I know what I want to do now in this next next zone. Um, so don't don't overlook menial tasks as a useful process. Mm. Right. Um, one from Piety for me. Uh, when it comes to creative process, do you build with ideas, concepts in mind? Or do you just create structures, areas, and allow yourself to simply expand on those elements? Both. Like it's, uh, we talked about like, you know, planning too heavily versus, you know, organic processes. And like, I think, uh, I think everyone is probably this to a degree, but you, you, you're at your best when you, when you utilize both. You plan some, and I will generally have, at least for something like Age of Hell, it's, it's quite easy because I've got themes for each episode, which helps focus the mind on a specific kind of concept. Um, like you know, episode one, it's all blue brutalism, lots of sloped concrete. Cool, we're gonna make we're gonna make big concrete things. Uh, knows what I know what textures I'm gonna use. Um, and yeah, there'll be and there'll be specific things that like I'm gonna try and try and create this thing. But there's also like I just know that I want to put a circular thing here or a bridge. I don't know what it's gonna look like until I finish it. And I'll just start building stuff. <laughs> um, and but I've got like a repertoire of kind of base concepts, um, like the specific kind of light design that I've been doing a lot of. Um, like a, it's like a, a sloped profile that abuts the side of a bridge or something, and it's just I'm just splattering that design everywhere, and I love it. Um, all the you know lights hanging from chains I've been doing a lot of in the current map, and you know it's 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 fun. I do enjoy like organically coming up with an idea, and they're like, oh, I really like this. We're gonna, but then we're gonna iterate that through, and it becomes a, a more planned thing because I'm gonna use these say for instance the hanging chain lights as a progression signal through this area and they're always going to be hanging from rocks and and it becomes a, a, a more conscious decision at that point uh, to, to do the thing um. mm. uh, one from uh, Mr. AD for, for both of us uh, what would you consider to be good exercises in order to get creative energy flowing mm. Uh, since you just won, I guess I'll go. Um, there's a lot. There is many, many. Um, I, I wrote down a bunch. Uh, ones that have worked for me in the past. Um, ones that I thought were just good ideas. Um, so I mentioned on some of these earlier um, would be to think about what kind of gameplay your map has. Um, just that can be a good... Uh, start to to what you you want so is it a slow map is it a fast map do you want verticality um all these things that nudge you in certain directions um i would say cons you could consider what you haven't done before mm, or like what ha you haven't seen done before I like and that if that's interesting to you why is it why is it interesting um what would be fun for you to play is a really big one i like that like um, I, I do like that um i want to go back to that you know what haven't I, what, what's new? And, and that kind of ties back to that, you know, like trying to push yourself into new and exciting areas. Um, what, yeah. haven't I, what haven't I made before? What's a new concept? Um, you know, visual design element or fight style. It could, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be just like what kind of thing haven't I made? Like in a visual, yeah, what kind of fight haven't I made before? I think thinking about new, new ideas um, and you can get that from playing other, you know, playing other games and other wads and like, yeah. oh yeah. And then I think that's probably like, oh, I did enjoy that fight in that map. Yeah, I should make something like that and, and put your own spin on it, obviously. Um, but I, I like that idea. And some people, some people actually do suffer a little bit from that, where they try to make every single map unique. 
So yeah. I would say just be reasonable with it. Really. Yeah, I think I think I because at least for me personally, I'll lean into that idea when I when I need an idea. Like I'm quite happy to make yeah. a lot yeah, of similar yeah. stuff, you know, particularly like in an episodic kind of setup. Like you, you want some consistency, and you'll you'll Just, see yeah. you'll see the same things popping up, particularly in maps that I've made in sequence. There'll be the same mm. ideas that kind of flow between them. But then it's like, hmm, I want to try something new here, and then like, Ooh, I can do this. Um, there's sort of, yeah, there's sort of like a side satchel of kind of things you can do when you want ideas versus mm. when you're just generally looking for energy. I would think, and that's that probably goes in there is like things you haven't done before. That's mm. something to jumpstart you yeah um, I, I definitely did that with um with the slaughter spectrum and uh when i did some rebuilds it's like i need to make some new kind of fights that i haven't done before and i definitely definitely mm. made the map uh certainly be fun definitely made crimson chaos uh, a lot better for that um mm. um, um gonna keep going down the list here because mm-hmm. i wrote a few um we talked about this earlier but arbitrary restrictions are really good so that's like your speed mapping and your your maybe you want to restrict yourself to boom or vanilla or something uh, maybe you want to you want to put a really arbitrary monster limit. Like I only want to use five monster types, or I only like Jimmy's isolation project. Mm. We had to put all our health pickups on the water flat. Whoa! Like that. Yeah. That'll just like your creativity has. It's restricted, but at the same time, you get to think of weird ways to put things in weird places. Just, and do just, wacky yeah, stuff. Your brain just starts to go. Well, how can I do this? Hmm, what kind of ideas? I can actually I do? think. Like, it's a good way for me to put how my best maps have been. Like they've just been genuinely wacky, mm-hmm. like the wackier and like more. Yeah. Just like creativity, just like wacky, like wacky stuff, do wacky mm-hmm. stuff, put weird restrictions on it. And then it'll just, it does. It's good. I mean, that um, kind of stuff doesn't work so well in a project, like a, a yeah. map. So that, that's yeah. good for like, and if you just want to get a map made, like mm, what, yeah. what weird restrictions can I put on it yeah. to, or, or constraints to, 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 yeah. to, to spike the creativity. But um, if it's, yeah. if it's a, um, uh, a bigger thing with you know multi-maps and, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. It's it, yeah, it can still work. It can still work. Okay. I'm going to make this map uh, five. It's going to be restricted to this play space. Yeah, you could, like, I think little, if you have a megawad designed, not me, not me, megawad, but something that's specifically designed to latch on to that sort of design philosophy, then that's cool. But um, yeah, I think I think you could you could actually now that I think about it, the, 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 the health on your water would be a little bit strange. But you could you could actually do that and just have that as a concept in a map. Don't tell anyone. It's just had just a mutual yeah. restriction. Well, yeah, I mean, and I don't think people. I, I don't think you. I don't think people would notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even with something yeah. that's that specific. Um, yeah. uh, and you know, like your, you know, um, modest mapping was a set had a sector limit and a monster type limit. You could still do that. Like, um, yep. yeah, I made I it was also s- vanilla. Mm. So I limited myself to um to a certain number of weapons in, in one of the Age of Hell maps deliberately. Mm-hmm. It's like there was just like it's just like this is a restriction. I'm gonna, like just because I wanted to have weapon progression through the episode more, but it was a specific restriction I put on in that map, which I don't think people are really going to notice until they get to the end. Ah. Like, oh, I never got the super shocker. <laughs> um, yeah. I've only got these three weapons. Interesting. And it, yeah. at its worst, what it does is mm-hmm. it just allows you to think more outside of the box, if anything. So, by, by being put in a box, you will think outside of it. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of people uh, do, do that, like restriction breeds creativity. And I think that does. Yeah. That is true for most people. Um, I think it definitely I think it would lean more heavily towards the side satchel of ideas for when you're out of ideas sort of thing but yep. you can definitely use it when you're still fresh yep. for sure mm. so like yeah 
that that's I, I know that's something I do when I when I want to make a map and I want to get a map made. I'm like, what wacky shit can I do mm. to just make myself make a map? Yeah, what, what yeah, what's something, definitely what's something interesting that I can latch onto and yeah. get the uh, the old knob and uh, um, and then my last few bullet points here are just be in a good space mentally to get the creative juices flowing. Um, tick off your to do lists. Make sure your your brain is kind of uncluttered. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you go in with positivity. Uh, I don't subscribe to the whole like tortured artist has to like. No, I don't like that idea. I mean, tortured artists yeah. can make some great art, and I think it probably lends they itself can. to like things like music, where you can, like an emotional outpouring can be manifest. And sort certainly people can like, <laughs> like like have their emotions, like they can pour their emotions into their work, and that works. Yeah. Um, so I guess on that in that sense, that's more of like a me thing. Like that's how I would do it. No, I do, I, I'd, I'd agree, and I'd, I'd look at other people, and then when they're sad, they don't. That, that, I'd say it's very much a common. Uh, yeah, thing. it's like it is a trope. With, yeah. yeah, particularly with mapping, is like people who are happy and in a good headspace are productive and make stuff. Um, so yeah. you know, I was just just thinking, you know, if you're, you know, you're not sure what you go, go fucking do the dishes. You know, go back into the house. You know, yeah, go, go, in my, yeah. Do something, uh, and, you, concert, yeah. and, and you'll yeah, yeah. you'll feel good about doing the thing. You'll get you'll stand up, get the blood flowing, a bit of fresh air, maybe go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you then sit down. Okay, cool. I've, I've, I've achieved something today. Hmm, what can we do here now? And like you'll probably be in a better headspace. Um, uh, you know, when it comes to the creative uh, creative side of things. Yeah, I definitely subscribe to that idea. Like this idea of momentum carries you. Mm. Um, and like you know the the, the old adage like the. The, the idle mind is a devil's paradise or whatever it is where like the, the the more stagnant and the less less you're moving around like it's just it's just like associated with slowing down and mm. just not doing much you just don't want to just don't want to be there in my opinion I can advocate for getting a standing desk I actually think that that actually helps quite a bit to be honest um, it's like you're just a bit more energetic you get the uh, uh, you going <clears throat> just easier to kind of keep in a in a like a fresh frame of mind sitting down makes yeah. you tired I, I actually think the this has been, been a really like one of get the best. moving <laughs> both physically and metaphysically mm, that was a, uh, one of my best decisions I made recently I reckon um, mm. one from Warren um, and we did we did kind of cover this off uh, with um, a bit with the map which map discussion but have you ever run into a creatively block linear deadline um, and if so what yes. would be your move in that situation <laughs> I mean <laughs> There's numerous projects that pop up that like mayhem where um you know there's a time limit and stuff like that. I don't think I've got I don't think I've got anything specific where I've had a block with a deadline looming. It's just more like I've got a lot of work to do. I need to get the fuck to do it. Um and like you know joy mapping six three day limit. I actually was making a, a map. And this is this is the first map I ever released. And my original idea was too big. Um, way too big so I just actually deleted the entire map almost um, on the third day <laughs> and started mm. again um, which was a, a, the best decision I could have made uh, at that point so uh, I think that's probably the closest comparison is like actually I need to reset a bit and refocus um, on what I'm trying to achieve here um, because say with a, say if you're you're mapping and you've got a few days left and you haven't finished it well maybe you don't, maybe you are finished. Maybe that's it. Maybe you actually finished the map. And you just need to slap an exit. Like I think, um, you know, refocusing if you're able to, and peering down what's in your head versus what's on the on the on the editor screen, um, 
you know, yeah. If you if you if you've only if you if you're only like twenty percent of the way through and it's just a bare bone skeleton, um, or if it's built in a way that you can't do that, well, that, that's going to happen. But I think that that that's quite a useful thing. I think uh, uh, that ruthlessness to like recognize this idea is too much. I need to be make it less, um, and then I will be done. Um, yeah. Or you could be like simple map, and map for thirty five hours straight. <laughs> I've definitely been in the the position of. Um, staring a deadline in the face multiple multiple times that's just sort of my personality mm-hmm. uh i'm a procrastinator um but uh i would say in those situations i mean the the first bit of advice is don't be in the situation but obviously that doesn't help the question <laughs> uh, but but it is it does help a little bit just like in general uh for like going a little bit outside of the question but like the more chunk you more you chunk it out, the the less you'll you'll have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. um, I think that there's there comes a point where you either go through with it or you don't. And if you can't go through with it, don't sweat it because most project leaders are pretty yep. chill with that sort of thing. I was going to say if you um, if, if you if recognize that you won't be able to finish and just tell them, and they might give you extension, I might say sweet. And um, yeah, like people drop out of projects all the time. It's 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 common. You're not a bad person for it happening. You might feel bad at the time, but yeah, no reasonable person's gonna give you shit for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, your your own well being sort of sort of comes before something like that. I would I would say, uh, don't don't kill yourself like working on a map for 35 hours if you don't have to. Because mm. uh, um, I don't uh, comment here in the chat. Um, uh, got out of small scale burnout by forcing yourself to stop for a full day, um, and and yeah, so that was um, you know back to our previous conversation about recognizing what is the cause of your mapper's block um, or, or lack of creativity. Quite sometimes it is just energy levels, um, and definitely, I, I, you know, particularly over the last few weeks, um, I have been, you know, I do have some deadlines looming, uh, but um, yeah, there's been days like I'm too tired. I need to go to bed at like eight thirty. You know, go get home from get home from work, go to the gym, have dinner, bed. Like, just don't even think about trying to achieve anything creative. It's just like this is a write-off, and that's that's sometimes that is the best decision you can make. Um, just try and refresh, um, and yeah, push it out of your head for for a few days. Like, yeah, like very few things will matter if you don't do it for a few days or a week. You know, um, if you need to take a week, you know, to to recharge, play some, you know, play some games, or, or just you know, do something completely different for a while. Um, mm-hmm. That that is, you know, those mental resets very valuable, very powerful. By the way, I said everything I said as being somebody who has several deadlines looming at the moment. So, <laughs> still some still advice that carries. Yeah. All right, here's one from uh, Junction Eight. Um, how attached do you find yourselves to your design? Say you're making an area that you absolutely love, but by the end of the map's development, you start to recognize that the one spot you really loved just doesn't cut it anymore. Do you try and salvage it, or do you start fresh? Um, uh, go first? <laughs> so I personally usually feel sort of attached. That's something I have to get a little bit better at, but it is definitely important to know when something does not work for shirzies mm. um, because if something's not working it's just sort of like you need to cut out the chaff and well it becomes it, it becomes like a, a white drag on the map down it will be a weight in the back of your head as well you're like yeah. i know that's not working mm. like you know in the back of your head like 
you might you might feel precious about the idea. You might have put time into it, like we talked about sunk time balance mm-hmm. earlier. Like you might think that looks really pretty, but if it doesn't serve the map, it probably shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I feel like even if you take that to the extreme, like maybe you've got like a week left, and it's just like really glaring and it's just really bad like actually i do i do have an example for that like jimmy's isolation i released a pretty bad map the first time and i probably should have paired some things back and just redone them Mm. but i kept i kept on working with an idea that wasn't working and that's where it led me so there is a silver lining to that is that i did finish the map and it was a lot better but i could have done it that way when I was in the situation, but I chose not to because I was a little bit too precious about my mm. ideas. Um, so, I'm definitely someone that hates deleting things. Um, I like I will, and it's, it's it's also linked to the way that I design areas. It's it's, a, it's like shaping clay. I, I always think of like there's a lot of iterating around, and some people iterate ideas like try something, delete, try something, delete, try something, delete. And I know I know mappers that do that. For me, it's like, okay, here's this shape and I'll just craft it and bend it and like, okay, and we'll change that and then we'll redo this bit and like, you know, wiggle the lines around and oh, we'll change that orientation there. And it, 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 it slowly takes form. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty good at reworking zones um, that I might not be happy with anymore. Like, oh, I need to detail this a bit better or it can be a bit of shape or, or whatever. Every now and then there is like like the current map that I'm in, the end, um, that was the first thing I made when I got into the brutalism, and it's not bad, but it's not good enough. Uh, definitely recognise that this is a everything's a full rebuild. We'll keep the same concept, we'll keep the same broad shapes, but I'm going to remake it largely from scratch. So that will get a clean out, and then a remake. Um, so there is a point, even with me, where it's like, no, nah, this is this like you say, this is not serving the purpose that I want it to, and it just sits there, like you say, as a fucking weight in the back of your head. This isn't good enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, very much. Yeah, and you talk about sunk cost fallacy, and yeah, throwing. I, I like the term throwing good money after bad. Um, you know, you don't want to keep mm-hmm. pouring time into something when you know that you can't bring it up to the level that you want it. So um, it is important to recognise um, where the line lies for you personally in terms of like, are you willing to keep reworking it, or is it better to just kill it and start again? And I, I think you can sort of have an idea like a a sort of process to get yourself out of that situation to begin with um by not mapping yourself into a corner so to speak or or not detailing yourself whatever you want to call it detailing yourself into a corner where if you keep things relatively simple and you don't like obsess about one thing i mean i know you tend to you know detail Mm -hmm. things in big chunks sometimes but um like it can be a sort of detrimental to people that are sort of predisposed to that sort of mapping yourself into a corner deal where you got this you got this beautiful opening room and then next to it everything else just kind of looks like putty and mm. it's like you kind of have to feel like you have to bring yourself up to that level of that first thing you built and you can't quite do it and you're like oh man but i don't want to delete it yeah and it's like just don't put yourself in that situation in the first place because the way i work Unless- it you're right i get like get stuck into detailing very quickly um it's 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 what i do and it, I, I don't re- really recommend that as a as a process and um that's why there's multiple processes mm. you can use but the way i've learned to one, the way I, I tend to start with the center of a of a space and build out because that way I'm not locked into a certain confined area. Um, so mm. I tend to try and start in and work out 
um, uh, both in terms of like yeah, just the, the map layout. Work out. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, and the other thing is, I will I'll, I'll fiddle with the details early on, like how do I, what kind of lights do I want to put in here, or like the staircase. Let's get this kind of looking cool, and, and I'll do it in such a way that it's easy to manipulate that after the fact. Like, oh, I can move those out, move that section out a bit further, or rotate that in a different direction. And it's a le- it's a learned skill, uh, and yeah, like I said, I wouldn't recommend. Um, uh, that process uh, to, to, to 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 people uh, generally, um, but like I say, if it works for you, it works for you, um, and uh, it definitely works for me. Um, right, Josh, that's sneaky with a second question. Um, for both uh, every new map, each new project, what are you trying to prove from your previous works? Uh, what do you keep in mind when starting something new? Since I went last time, I'll, I will hand that over to you. Um, so usually I don't put too much thought into, I want to be better at X. Um, the few exceptions though, so good example, Bastion of Chaos. Um, I made a conscious decision at the beginning to make a more intricately entwined layout. Um, it's still a linear map, but I wanted the the visual interlinking and this like less symmetry, um, and, and try and get a bit more kind of organic in the layout. Um, and that was inspired by, by uh, a couple of other maps, that idea. And I, I kind of like studied them a little bit. Not massively, just kind of like a few screenshots here and there and, and you know, sketched out some ideas uh, prior to starting the work. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's just more like generally it's, it's a, what, 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 what kind of visual thing haven't I made yet? Um, or what, yeah, what, what could I do? Yeah, no, nah, I don't think about it that often, to be honest. Because um, the way I get inspired by things is, yeah, I'll scroll, go, 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 look through that inspiration folder, and um, ideas will just pop into my head, and like, oh, that sounds cool, and like it'll inevitably it'll, it'll just be something fairly new. I'm conscious of like trying to vary up things like textures um, between maps and and stuff, but you know, it also helps. Uh, say with Age of Hell, um, there's different episodes, so I know that while I've been making a lot of you know the brutalist. So go to episode two, it'll be completely different. Um, and I have already made some some maps for that. So, um, you know, I think having those episode differences, like innately having different visual themes means that it just, it'll just push my creativity into a different area. And I can start tapping into other inspiration sources that I haven't been able to do before because they've been a gothic castle, which doesn't really work in brutalism. <laughs> probably, probably forced it. So for myself to answer that question, I would say that a lot of the time I just sort of go back and see what worked. Um, I don't always do what I did the last time, but I do, I, I do, I do put some importance in knowing what worked and why. Um, as for what I'm trying to improve, it just, just to make the experience a bit more contiguous, maybe a bit more professional, a bit more put together. Because some of my other maps, uh, some of the critiques have been like, you know, maybe the progression was a bit uh, obfuscating or this didn't quite work out or whatever. So it's just sort of like general, just make it play better sort of sort of deal. Mm. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say, so there, it is a two-parter. So it's, what, what do you keep in mind when starting something new? I try to, I don't always try to like, break new ground but i do try and do something fresh something maybe it's a different theme um maybe you know it's a certain type of gameplay i haven't done before 
Um, like there was a bit where I was doing slaughter maps all the time and I kind of wanted to get away from that. So I started doing a little bit more tight technical mm. stuff. Like my TMMC map was all um, like run and gun. Slight slaughter, but mostly run and gun. Um, I'm actually thinking that like um, something that I've been thinking about a bit more is trying to mix up. Um, you know, uh, since Bastion is like trying to mix up fight style and counter design, um, you know, more open, free flowing stuff, and I think that's that. that yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. That it's something that I've been trying to do is is not lean so heavily on set pieces because um, you know, Bastion of Chaos is almost entirely set piece, um, and that, you know, that's not bad. But it's like I think you know, trying to mix up that is a is a kind of easy thing. Well, not easy, but like it. It feels like it doesn't require a huge amount of like forethought or planning or, or creative um, lightning bolts. So I just want to create some slightly different fights, you know, just make these areas a bit more open than I usually do, and not lock pe- the player into spaces, and um, and it just naturally kind of kind of occurs. Um, at least for me, I just always want to make sure when I do something new that it's going to be fun for me. Mm. Um, that's something I always keep in mind when I'm starting something else. Yep. Yeah, it's important. Um, that's like number one. That's numero uno. For sure. For sure. Um, and last one from Fomi. Um Where do you think the line is for repeating objects in map design? Uh, and by that I mean things such as patterns. Uh, how do you? How much do you feel the player really pays attention to making everything different over using more repeating patterns in design? Um, and I, I, I'll lead this one off as someone who does a lot of repeating patterns. Um, there's a point where you want some visual consistency, and I like like repeating patterns and like sigils that appear throughout the map. You know, there's um, and through an episode and that kind of stuff, I, I think that's really cool, um, and uh, like a sense of consistency and um, and you know linking uh, things together. Uh, but there's obviously a point where it starts to feel like, well, this person's just copy pasting shit. Um, but I think I think you can like visual motifs and you know sigils and that kind of stuff. Those you know, you, I think having those repeat through is is a good thing. Um, a, a lot of the time, and uh, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty common thing to do uh, in a lot of games uh, and Doom maps. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, for whatever reason, I wrote that down earlier. Actually, I wrote down the word motifs and design beats, uh, yep. and making sure the map is thematically consistent yep. and sort of follows. Like, I think that's sort of like follow falls into the territory of like making sure the map feels like contiguous like mm, it has, a, a, as a like an identity i think you're making more likely to end up uh things feeling disjointed and chaotic if you vary too much. like i think that's probably a bigger danger and you play those maps when there's just too many different textures too much variation yeah. in design i think that's probably a bigger issue and you're more likely to fall into that than too much repeating um for me personally anyway um and i i think maybe the question is more like yeah like i it, there's a bit of ambiguity like is it like copy pasting or is it like is the map mm. like contiguous um because i feel like it's really i always find it very cool when i can see a map like this is usually like triple a games and stuff where i see a map that's clearly doing the same theme and it has the same visual cues and consistencies but they iterate on it and make it like a little bit different yep. like sure this is still a tech pillar but like we've done this up here and that's like a cool little nub and it like mm. looks different to the rest of the scene but yet it's all still the same or like you come into an area where like there's crenellations and you're like oh my god look the crenellations are back and then it's like having like these little bits and bobs that recur throughout the map is mm. cool i like it 
I think it's fun. I think um, you know, Doom Eternal, there's a lot of examples of that, like re- repeating design, like there's a certain stair decal that they use to, to detail it. And it's in the Doom Fortress at the beginning, but it appears in multiple maps as well. And mm. most people are probably going to notice that. But yeah, you know, when I spot that kind of stuff, like, oh, I love it. They've, they've done the same thing here. Fuck yeah. They've, you know, they've, they've reused yeah, that yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like that kind of stuff. And it, it, makes, it makes everything feel... Yeah, like you say, contiguous. Um, because and, to me, it's like it's like if you make an asset, you want to use the asset. And I feel also, like if you don't use it enough times, it's kind of like, well, it's a little bit of a waste. So it's use also, it more. It's also, those in there. it's also efficient as well, like from a workflow perspective, yeah. um, which is important, uh, particularly if you're getting into um, bigger projects and stuff. You don't want to waste time. Like, oh, I need to make a, like a different kind of light here. Oh, what am I going to do now? And so, you know, and I talked about them, a certain light profile that I've used in um, the last couple of maps uh, for Age of Hell. And, you know, there's a bit of var- variance there, but there's a, there's a consistency of a design theme there. And I can mix it up by using different light textures to, to create variance and yeah. slightly different heights and shapes and, yeah. and orientations, but there's a consistency across there. Yes. And, um, and it, it's like, I like this. I think this looks good. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to use that light everywhere, but you see them popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, I, that to me gives the map an identity yeah. and i like seeing it because it's like you can you can see where the original idea was but they keep changing it up a little bit mm-hmm. i like that and like, it's important to ver- like we want your varieties and your, your room designer because i didn't uh, raise a good point here um and like it depends on the context you're having the same kind of crate design repeating through a map that's that's fine like it makes sense like if you've got a kind of thing where there's crate you know with someone's made crates like people aren't going to make a different crate every time it's not efficient you know if you think about that mm-hmm. in like a real world context this is a good design for a crate therefore we will make lots of these crates um so you'd see them scattered around like in a warehouse setting or or whatever but if you're if it's like a car cars have different colors they're different models so you probably want to vary them up a bit. You can have a couple of the same. You probably have like three or four. Like if you had like a kind of like, let's say you're making a post-apocalyptic kind of wasteland and there's a motorway with strewn cars. You'd want to have some variety there. If it was all the same car, it would look pretty fucking weird. Um, you don't have to make them all different, but you'd want like, I don't know, half a dozen different colors and slightly different shapes. You know, and that would be quite an easy thing to iterate through um, from a design perspective. You wouldn't have to change too much because you still want the same basic shape. It's still a car. Um and certainly, uh, you know, you definitely want your variety in your your spaces. Um, that's that's in, uh, unless you're making something like an office block where you know, there is repeating uh, cubicles or something like that. And um, but generally, you know, you want your big shapes to be different. And that's that's like even if there's the same crates in that room, well, the next room is a different shape. Uh, it's a right. different fight. It's a different encounter. It's a different presentation. That's when the variety comes in, and it's like, oh, this is a new space. It has new things in it. Oh, it has the same crate, but it's still it's new stuff. Um, so I think that's where the that's where the lines lie. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking like if the idea is cars, I mean, well, you have a few sedans and you have a few buses and you have a few trucks. Like it doesn't have to be the same car copy pasted. Exactly, you know? exactly. And you know, um, creating those assets wouldn't be terribly difficult. Like once you've made your first car, so we'll just leather and repeat, change the colors, damage a few, um, you know, make some into vans pretty easy um, i think to to go through mm, that i would i would say doubly so with the whole visual consistency thing like if you've denoted like an object as something that the player should keep in the back of your mind like it should be sort of like the same when you see it yep. like this is like switches and like maybe mm. there's a certain crate that means supplies like in those cases very important consistency yeah. is important yep um and like like you know, as much a certain yeah. color can be progression. Like there's actually some good gameplay concepts uh, in terms of your design where consistency is definitely what you want. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Like 
the the new dooms it's like green means go and red means no so then they do that the entire game Mm -hmm. and that's that's something that is important yeah signals progression yeah particularly i I think that really stood out to me in doom 16 is like green lights on ledges that you can grab um like this is where you meant to go and it was like you know good usage of just lighting in general but also like this color means yeah green means go come up here um yep very good um christopher mr cat how are you i'm fucking fantastic i'm great kind of have to pee but i'm great (laughs) well we have been going for two hours uh unless anyone has um another question we'll uh we'll uh end it here uh thanks for coming on simple we've been building up for this one a little while i think we um we covered up some good stuff and um uh i think the creativity is definitely gonna be a topic to revisit because i i feel like it's uh something that you can discuss almost ad nauseum and it's always kind of like a useful kind of conversation and um uh uh, what I want to do next time is probably get a bit more of a round table kind of thing going, uh, get a few, mm. few other people's inputs and I've had some, uh, some volunteers for that. So, uh, I think, um, uh, you know, for the people, like one thing I wanted for this episode to be, it was, it was actually like, it was, was a helpful one for people who, who do struggle with creativity and hopefully, hopefully we hit those notes. Mm. I think the more perspectives you get, the better, because there'll be like with two people, like we've got two different perspectives here. If you get four people, well, you've got four different perspectives and then the, the people listening and, and watching could go, ah, oh, that person there, that's, that's, that person resonates with me, their issues mm. and the way that they think. And because creativity is such a, uh, you know, a, you know, ephemeral concept. Um, it is a hard one to, to practice. Um, you know, there are tips and tricks Indeed. that you can go through, but it's, it's, it's a personal journey. Um, so you want to try and find someone who has gone through a similar journey to you and you can see yourself in their experiences and go, oh, well, they did that, and that worked for them. Maybe I should try that. Um, whereas, you know, people would look at, you know, someone like myself maybe and, and go, well, I don't think like that. Therefore, your experiences are not, you know, they're interesting, but they're not helpful for me and my journey. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, thank you, Simple. Thank you, everyone. Um, we will be back um, uh, as always. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. Cheers.